0: If you want to dive deeper and specifically work one-on-one, I invite you to reach out and book a free call with myself. There's a link below in the show notes where we can just hop on a call and chat and see if this feels aligned. If you are desiring to ignite the deep intimacy and connection with your body and awaken your true essence and your deep inner knowing while releasing the shackles of shame and messaging that no longer serves you so that you can tap into your profound, innate inner wisdom and your exquisite pleasure, whether this is in your sexuality, your spirituality, or your regular everyday life. Please reach out. I would love to connect with you. Hop on a call and let's chat. I do have some spots open for private coaching right now, and I'd love to see if this feels aligned for you. So let's talk. There's also a spring promo on right now for private coaching. So now is the time. If you've been thinking about it and if you've been listening, and you're like, oh, I'd love to do this. Let's talk. There's tons of options. Let's figure it out. Let's get you into reclaiming the places that you've been disempowered, taking your power back around your body, your boundaries, your love, your sexuality, while releasing the shame and reconnecting to your body, to your pleasure, to your sexuality, so that you can step into that deep inner remembrance of who you are and truly show up in your unapologetic power. I want to talk to you. Let's chat totally complimentary call. Let's see if this feels aligned. You are listening to Get Your Sexy Back podcast with Kim Coffin, empowerment, sex, love, and relationship coach. My goal is to bring you uncensored healing and pleasurable wellness through sacred sexuality, sex positivity, and empowerment that feels good to your body. So as a collective, we can release shame, reclaim the places we've been most disempowered, reconnect to our body, remember who we are, and step into our unapologetic power, basically breaking down the walls of our conditioning and the patriarchy together. My pussy is so excited that you are here. Let's drop into this week's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a guest with me today. I have Alara Sage, who is an ecstatic life mentor, actually the ecstatic life mentor Uh, and I want to welcome you welcome thank you for being here
1: yay I'm so happy to be here thank you so much Kim
0: thank you we're gonna dive into all things the power of women Mm. or woman (laughs) which is us right Uh, we're gonna dive into all things that and see where this goes and play but but first before before we go there let's let's hear more about you who are you
1: yes so I help women reconnect to their their personal power reconnect to their orgasmic self reconnect to their authenticity and really bring their their genius their unique brilliance into their life so they can live a truly fulfilled life as we know most people even though they seem to have it all you know they they have this feeling inside that something is missing something isn't all there and they're always in this mm-hmm. seeking so i mm-hmm. help women to to really 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 anchor into and embody the full expression the full power of their woman love that
0: and yeah i could not agree more there always was this this feeling like this can't be it this there has to be more like there's no way this could be it uh, and of course, it took me a while, but eventually I got to that point where, yeah, no, there is more. There's so much more than we're led to believe. Right? And more and more and more. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh, so tell us about your story. How did you get here? What what was your before?
1: Yeah, so I ironically enough, I would, I've always been a very highly sexual person, Um Even I've had comments kind of from my parents that they saw that in me when I was very young. And however, when I actually engaged in sex uh, at whatever age that was, I was really disappointed. (laughs) Mm. It really didn't show up as I thought it was going to show up. Uh, It didn't feel good. And, you know, I just kept engaging because I had that desire and it, and it just for a long time was, was not orgasmic for me. Um, I had mm. friends talk about, you know, they were experiencing these beautiful orgasms. I was non-orgasmic. And at some point in my life, I did start to hit orgasm. But it took this very focused, very precise formula. <laughs> I'm guessing very tense. Yes, very, A plus B contracted. equals C. Yes. Yeah. Like everything had it, you know, it was like basically one position. There was one space. Like it it was very and I had to focus very hard and very mm. intensely. And mm. you know, it just it was, and I just really honestly thought, I guess this is this is what it is. You know, I didn't really think about it to be all that honest until I had a kundalini awakening. I had a spontaneous kundalini awakening where one day I was driving my car and my higher self said to me, ohm, three times. And I didn't actually know what ohming, I I mean, I knew what it was, but I didn't practice it. But I listened and I I did three really strong ohms, you know, all the way. And on the third ohm, an energy shot through my body, out my Mm -hmm. crown, and I went into a full body orgasm something I had never experienced. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what was happening to me. I pulled the car over and I was just in this like, oh my God, this is so delicious. Like my whole body was just like uh, pulsating with orgasm. And that really triggered this real deep dive into myself of, wow, that's what orgasm really truly is. I am not experiencing that and you know mm-hmm. and why is that and this dive into my body and ultimately you know what was shown to me was deep levels of shame that i held in my body they were passed down from my mother from her mother that were you know very indoctrinated in catholicism mm-hmm. <laughs> that i had picked up through my parents unease about the my my sexual energy and how they had very quickly, you know, suppressed me and tried to control me. And I just really took it on as like a deep fundamental subconscious belief that, whoa, like this part of me is not safe.
0: This part of me is not okay. Something's wrong. Yeah. And for those that are listening and, and myself as well, do you know what your parents deemed highly sexual? Like, what did that look like? Do you know what that is?
1: As I really just think that teen, they felt it. Yeah. It was when I was a child. It started when I was a child and I was sexually molested by my dad's best friend's son, mm. who was mm. about 10 years older than me. And I was very young. I was like four or five years old. And I think that was kind of that first, like, oh my God. Mm. Um, and they didn't, nobody spoke to me about it. Apparently they spoke to him about it. I learned that through my brother. Many, many Mm. years later, as the memories started to come back to me, I was also sexually molested by my grandfather, which was still to this day is never spoken about in my in my family. I don't know if they know or not. But I think those were the real triggers of like fear in them. Um, Meanwhile, my brother got to be fully self-expressed sexually to the point that in high school he had pornography pictures all over his walls. And Mm -hmm. that was okay. But my sexual expression and my sexual activity triggered deep fear in my parents where they, you know, were trying to restrict me going out and, you know, just my engagement um, in that sense, because I was a woman and he was a man.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if even I picture like a little girl, a little toddler, like dancing around the room, like we're not necessarily... Sexual at that age, but we know our power, we know our truth, and we're dance, we're free, right? We're we're free, we don't care who's watching, what's going on. It's it's crazy how one gender gets shut down and the other gender is like, go fly, have fun, right? But the the harm that it causes, right? The harm of even not speaking about the molestations and the assaults with you. Uh, it it's, it blows me away and it is so harmful so harmful what have you done to heal that within yourself
1: yeah definitely the willingness to see the shame you know i have mm-hmm. actually done a lot of uh physical contact with myself using my hands to touch my body which was something i was never really into after i shut myself down you know and i'm not talking about um, masturbation. I'm talking about like literally just holding my my yoni, holding my sexual organs, and being willing to feel what it what it's really there. And mm-hmm. and as I started this practice with myself, I was really shocked with, first off, again the amount of discomfort that I really experienced as I literally placed my hands upon myself without the intention to masturbate. I did it in the context of healing. So there w- I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to go in and pleasure myself. I was like, no, I'm going to sit here and be really present with myself. Mm-hmm. And I found a lot of like physical, emotional, mental discomfort and so I really worked with that through myself. I connected as I released the discomfort, as I was available to my body, I was able to release discomfort. There were many parallel realities that were connected, sex slavery, things that are, you know, that I wasn't even connected to in my consciousness that came flooding out of my body. And the beauty of it was, is as I worked through that Wow, pleasure really ins- reinstilled itself, reawakened. And this is what I really do with my clients is even if they're not thinking that they're sexually shut down, their desire to really reclaim their woman, we really begin this process of like let's become intimate with ourselves in this mm-hmm. healing capacity. And there it's amazing what they find and what they release from their physical bodies that have been passed down generationally.
0: Yeah. The generational harm, the generational stuckness, the generational trauma that is in there can be so powerful. And I don't think people really know that a lot. Like they consider that like too out there and they're not going to go there. But if you just think about it, like, you're birthed from, or your mother or your grandmother was birthed from a womb, came out a pussy, like you're in the body, you're in that portal of the sacral sacral chakra, right? And and you're there, and then you're birthed, and then the next one, and so forth. Like just thinking that, like that is where you come from. That is literally where we are gestated, right? Where we are held for such a long time, depending on the duration of the time, of uh, the pregnancy, right? But like we're held there and then we're birthed from there. And of course it makes sense that we're passing this down. They actually say that anytime anybody actually is affected by any trauma, feels a trauma, the contraction in their body actually changes the DNA as well. There's studies on that. It's brilliant.
1: Absolutely. And scary. (laughs) Yeah. And, and again, like remember that you were an egg in your mother's uh, uterus um, you station uh, ovaries <laughs> thinking I'm like, oh, same thing more. <laughs> well, she was in her mother. And, yes. you know, it's, I'm going to be really raw and truthful here. It's simply naive to think that our, our emotions on a regular basis, our stress, our trauma does not affect those eggs, you mm-hmm. know, that does not affect they're in our body. And so if we're going through trauma and stress that is being presented to them, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm sharing that so that people can see the lineage, like go back thousands of years, we've all come down this line. And everything that has ever happened to any woman in your lineage is going to continue and compile and grow and build. And unfortunately, that's disconnection, that's harm, that's trauma in the case of what what we're talking about, right? And it's it's really coming to light, I think, in the last little while. And of course, going forward is this is the time to heal it, to release it. We can release it backwards and we can release it forwards. We can really come home in our bodies and do this work. And you said something before about, you know, just touching the spots where you'd been hurt and assaulted or just touching even your your, your sexual areas, I'm guessing, pussy and breasts and lower belly and just listening, and just bringing presence, and just bringing awareness. I'm guessing that you also brought in approval, and compassion, and love, and just were able to be with these parts. And that in itself, even if there's pain, even if there's grief, even if there's rage, that in itself of just being present with those parts can be huge, hugely healing. Did you notice that? That's what I healed myself
1: through and and it's life changing. And, you know, I really would invite the listeners if they don't believe in, you know, not necessarily they don't believe, but they're kind of like, maybe perhaps this generational thing, this parallel reality thing is a little bit obtuse for them. I guarantee that if they were to place their hands upon themselves in the way that I'm speaking with just availability to what happens when I touch myself from a place of, I am here, I love you, I accept you. Mm -hmm. they will be shown the pain and the discomfort. They may not understand it, and it's not important. You don't have to understand it. But you will find things that you didn't know existed, whether you were sexually assaulted or not, whether you orgasm in life and you are highly orgasmic or not. This is what I have found Mm -hmm. with all my clients. The power of placing our hands and placing our awareness on the physical structure that represents ourselves as women is so powerful
0: mm-hmm. we can repattern in our brains as well and in our subconscious we can repattern fear and trauma into pleasure and ecstasy like we can Absolutely. do that and for those who don't know i'm guessing you know this um there's also the the other piece of our heart chakra is in our hands it's in the center of our hands so just by doing so placing our hands we are sending that love and compassion and opening and releasing all at the same time. It's pretty powerful, pretty powerful. I feel it keeps coming to me. So I'm going to, I'm going to read it to you. So I was talking yesterday with one of my really, really close friends, who's also a sex, love and relationship coach. And I've never liked the word masturbation. It's a word that I got shamed in grade eight when I had to, that was the word we had to pick out of a jar and we all had to read out the word on the paper And then we had to say what it was. And I got masturbation and I didn't know how to pronounce it. I didn't know what the fuck it was. It was in grade eight. Like talk about not being educated until that point. And I was like, masturbation. Like I had no clue what this word was. And the entire class laughed, of course, and I was shamed and I received that. It was awful. But I've also never liked that word. And yesterday my fellow sex love relationship coach we were chit chatting on a call and she said, "Do you know what that actually means?" And I was like, "Well, mm. you know, I know what it means ish, right? Like self-pleasure per se." She goes, "To pollute one's hand." Mm. I said, "Pardon?" No wonder I hate the word. Mhm to pollute one's hand. That is not sacred. No. That is not self-honoring. That is not love. That is not compassion. So, so I invite everybody.
1: Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I've always felt like the word didn't have a good, like it just doesn't feel good to the mouth, to the tongue, to the throat, to the voice. Yeah. Like It's one of those words that you're like, even people, when they say it, they're like,
0: Masturbation—they
1: can't even like, say it because just doesn't like feel good. Yeah,
0: and it's not because yes. of the shame. I don't think at this point because I don't carry that shame anymore. So I think it just—and I'm guessing you don't either. So it's not the shame. It's like it just doesn't feel good. Yeah. So I invite everybody to stop using that word. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, like go into mm-hmm. self pleasure. Mm-hmm. Choose another word that feels honoring, that feels sovereign, that feels like you're yes. back in your power and your pleasure. Yes, 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 yes. I knew I had to find this book. I was like, yes. what, what did she say again? I I knew the one's hand, but I couldn't remember mm. the pollute word. <laughs> Words are
1: so powerful and the origination of them. And they carry, you know, an energetic signature with them throughout the years of how they are used and perceived. And so the fact that that's where that originated from and then all that has been contributed to that word. yes. I agree. Mm-hmm. Let's let's re redefine
0: self pleasuring, self loving, self caressing. Yeah. yeah, sensuality, just being in yes. the moment with your body. Why do we even probably need to name it? We probably don't, except for you know you and me, and we're talking to the world and social yes. medias and so forth. But really, we're just with our body, mm-hmm. with our body in the present moment, noticing, feeling, enjoying maybe releasing, right? All of these pieces. So, yeah. So you also mentioned that the true nature of the woman is something that we're not familiar with. Do you want to speak to that?
1: Yeah. You know, in the history of humanity, we have not experienced the full power of the feminine. It's been over 5,000 years that it has not been here. Mm -hmm and the feminine power within us all, right? Regardless of your sexual identity. So men as well, you know, we have been a highly patriarchal society and the feminine power has been radically suppressed. And even in the the era recently of, you know, the women rising and women working, it's still been highly, highly diluted, distorted into masculine energy. So who is, you know, the femme? Who is the primordial femme energy? And what happens when we are all embracing her within us? You know, this very, very creative, passionate, sensual side of ourselves it is very, very powerful. I love to say that she is powerful and tender in the same breath. Those Mm -hmm. two things are not separate of each other. So, you know, what happens when we are all embodied within her and allowing that to really express through ourselves. And it's, you know, it's, it is orgasmic and it is very, self soothing self loving self compassionate and thus compassionate towards others it is very deeply connected you know the the feminine is that connector you know she is the one that that connects and binds each other
0: together the word that comes to me is like alive yes. filled with energy like there's just such this juicy flow richness yes mm. Yes. Fullness, yes. yes, and and power, and yet softness, yes, yes. Mm. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we should just be dropping into a pleasure practice right now and like guiding everybody through it with us, right? Like, there's so much power, and I find that most people put this work off because they don't have a sense of what it feels like. But once they get a taste, they're like. Oh, that's what they're talking about. Oh my gosh, my life like changes, my days change, my relationships deepen, the way I feel about my body, the way I can bring in love and approval of everything I feel, all of my emotions, everything I do. There's such openness. There's not even a word to hold that. Maybe you have a word for me.
1: No, but I do think it, it, it's literally like enriching your life through all of the, the senses.
0: Mm.
1: Because if you think about intimacy and, and really feeling all of the senses with yourself, you know, that's what your life becomes. Everything you see, you know, changes in the, in the depth of the color and the brightness and the light, you know, everything you taste changes in, in its Flavor and its depth of flavors. You know, what you feel both with your fingers and what you feel emotionally creates more depth and more richness in the experience of feeling. Like feelings become something that is highly enjoyable rather than like, oh, I don't want to feel, you know, because there's no more shame and resistance and fear towards it. All of our senses just. Just explode into, you know, what I would call very ecstatic and orgasmic experiences within each moment of life.
0: Yes, I, I can understand and feel and resonate with all of that. It's just so much more
1: alive.
0: I still come back to the word alive. I had
1: a podcast conversation with a man the other day, and it was interesting because it was a conscious podcast and he just wasn't really connect he was trying very you know strongly to connect to what i was saying and he was just like i don't you know how does that look in day to day and i use this because where he connected to it and i think people will understand this is he said oh so what i think you're saying is so one time i was writing and it just felt like there was just this Flow and availability. Hmm. All of a sudden, the information was there. It felt so wonderful to be in this creative energy. It felt so easy, and it was really delightful and pleasurable. He's like, "Was that? Is that what you're talking about in the day to day life?" And I was like, "Yes, that is it." So, you know, listeners can kind of equate to perhaps a moment in their life where they're their creative life force energy. They felt very creative. They felt very playful, as you said so beautifully. They felt very alive. And there's this availability, this fluidity, and just this like ease, grace, mm-hmm.
0: richness to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you had a really key point in your notes that you shared with me earlier of this isn't feminism. You want to share deeper on that?
1: That word has always really bothered me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, for multiple reasons. For one, it, I, to me, it's not the f- the women against the men, which I always felt feminine was, you know, shaming men. And to me, that never felt good. You know, and I'm not saying that there wasn't legitimacy behind their actions, but it it's also so much more than that. You know, this is not just even about, you know, women's rights and politics and how we are all equal. This is about really the availability of, again, that full expression of ourselves, that availability to our own authenticity, (laughs) <laughs> which is really unique to each person. It has no exact, it's not like this is what a woman is and this is how she should be allowed to express. Like, no, each woman is a genius in and of herself. Men are geniuses in and of themselves. And so this reclaiming of this femme power within us is that activation of that unique genius within us. It's not some political or concept outside of ourselves.
0: Ugh, you explain that so perfectly. Mm. But yeah, and I use the words like we're reclaiming like our true authentic self, our true essence of who we are. And I like that. It's not about us against them. It's not against, you know, or it's not about going against and, and fighting against. We all have these masculine and feminine energies in our body, just no matter what our gender is, right? And and how we orient and that is within us, but there's such power there, and it's been shut down for so long. And I talk a lot about the disconnection because the pain of it being shut down for so long is absolutely painful to our core, to our psyche, uh, even before we add on sexual assault, molestation, and all of this. Like we are so disconnected from our essence of the power of the woman of who we are, that that is painful. And then we add up all the other traumas on top, right?
1: Yeah, I love that you bring that up
0: because to me, it's really that
1: reconnecting to the great mother, you know, because she is that primordial femme. And so when we allow that reclaiming and that reconnecting within ourselves, we reconnect to her and she is our nurturer.
0: Mm. She
1: is our nourishment. Mm -hmm. And so we have been in self-deprivation, Talk about painful, you know, all the different, not just physical self-deprivation, emotional, mental, spiritual deprivation of ourselves. And so it is deeply nourishing this journey.
0: To come home. Yeah. And I find, let's go into some examples of before versus after, because, you know, as you shared, you were feeling um, non-orgasmic, right? You weren't enjoying sex. Now that is one piece. I also experienced, and you can add more as we go here, you know, total disconnection from myself, from my regular everyday pleasure. I was burnt out. I was overworked. I was always comparing myself. I was in doubt, judgment, shame, you name it, because I feel, felt like I didn't fit in. I felt like I wasn't enough. I felt like I wasn't good enough and that there was something wrong with me. And that goes back to the missing something's missing piece, Right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I experienced all of that. And, you know, I actually became very, very sick Mm. because of this. And I, so I experienced thyroid and adrenal fatigue and these really like deep, deep exhaustion and real, I mean, like disconnect is feels like an understatement, you know, disconnect to people disconnection to my, at the time, husband, you know, disconnection to life. Nothing. One of the things I speak of is nothing was enjoyable for me. Even the things that I supposedly enjoyed doing, they just felt lifeless. They felt like, uh, yeah. oh, this is all a chore. I have to do this. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. And, you know, so many different ways and in, in which this, this has shown throughout our life. And but all of my relationships, you know, one of the things that I really noticed was just as you were saying about the unworthiness, I deeply, deeply felt unworthy, inadequate, unaccepted. And mm-hmm. therefore, I had just really strong protection. Yes, I was very good at everything I did. Yes, I could apply myself like a rock star because that was what made me feel some level of fulfillment and safety. And if I can just just Mm -hmm. apply myself really hard to this thing, I won't have to feel the deep level of shame and unworthiness and inadequacy that exists
0: in my body. It's almost like a fracture, right? This fracture and this rupture that feels so hard. And I totally relate to all of that. I also struggled with with adrenal fatigue and uh, bled into thyroid disorders as well and kept doing it with each pregnancy but it took them three pregnancies to notice, <laughs> uh, right? And I kept going, "Ah, oh, something's wrong, something's wrong. But really the wrong was, can you come home in your body? Can you slow down, come home in your body and work with the pieces that are uncomfortable? Because that is where the power lies, right? Yeah, so let, let's go into what do you recommend for people listening who wanna get started? Where do they start?
1: One of the easiest places to get started is literally with your breath. You know, the breath Mm -hmm. is such a beautiful anchor into our body. Just connecting to your breath, feeling your breath, you know, honoring that it exists, that it's always there. It is such a space to be able to come into the body. The breath is so powerful. You don't need to do all this breath work. If that resonates with you, if that calls to you, by all means, But just even like being present and allowing your awareness to be on your body as you breathe literally drops you into your body. Mm -hmm. And, And then I would say, you know, start to explore your discomfort, start to explore your body with your hands. And I do highly recommend, you know, not just because I'm a mentor and you're a mentor, But I do highly recommend that people seek assistance in this space because there is so much that we can't see. Denial is so powerful because when you are in denial, you literally cannot see that which you are in denial of. Mm. It's not available to you. Yeah, And so support, we are those people who are able to see the parts of yourself that you can't see, you know, it's like they talk about the best basketball players still have coaches for that exact reason. You know, we, uh, we only can see through our own perspective, through our own lenses. So having help in these areas really gives massive support in, in all those ways, but explore yourself. Like don't be afraid to explore your own body and yourself with your
0: hands. That's what I would highly recommend. Mm, I love that. And yeah, even if we're on our own journey and we're doing it all by ourselves, the cycles of doubt and judgment and shame and I'm not sure and worthiness and all of this still comes in, like it doesn't go away, but it becomes less activating as you continue to do the work. But when you're having somebody there, to guide you. There is so much more of a reminder. Remember, this is, you know, a tool that you can go to. Remember, this is, you know, bringing a compassion and approval and just that gentle guidance and, and the mirror reflecting, the mirror, as you said so beautifully, the mirror of reflecting what is going on and somebody, yeah, holding space for you to share what you need to share. But also, I don't like the word challenging, but do you have another word for it? It's not really challenging, but like calling or seeing out the beliefs that you maybe aren't seeing. I personally love the word challenge because I love challenges, but
1: you know, it's not like a challenge, like, Hey, I'm challenging to, to a duel. It's more like an invitation, right? Like I'm inviting yeah. you really deeper into the space. Is that challenging? Yes, but Hey, we're here together. You know, like you're not alone. You're not alone. I see you. And just as you said, the mere reflection that goes both ways, as far as like, I'm reflecting to you your beauty. I'm reflecting to you love. I'm reflecting to you acceptance. Right. Mm. And so I I think of it as an invitation. Yes.
0: I use that word a lot. Thank you. I was like, not coming to the tip of my tongue, though. It was just like floating elsewhere. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, what else, or how can people work with you? What do you have going on? And what do you want to share? Where can people find you?
1: Yeah, definitely people can find me, at AlaraSage.com and on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, Alara Sage. And I can definitely offer, I have a three-part free video series that's about deepening into self-trust, which I mm-hmm. find such a beautiful beginning to this process. Um, So that video series just helps them understand how they can really begin that journey of self-trust because that will take them so far if they are doing this on their own. But I work primarily with people one-on-one and then I do some group sessions as well.
0: Love it. Any last words you want to share before we say goodbye?
1: that you are so incredibly powerful, my love. You are so incredibly powerful and you have permission. You have permission. You have permission to explore and be you.
0: Mm. Yes. Love that. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. I love having you on. And Until next time, everyone. Mm. If you want to dive deeper into your sacred pleasure, and learn how to reconnect to your body, how to access pleasure, how to release conditioning and shame, how to truly come home in your body while calming your nervous system, grounding your nervous system, and really experience your exquisite pleasure, I invite you to check out my Sacred Pleasure membership. It is a packed full membership of turn-on, sensuality, sexuality, reconnecting to your body, honoring your sovereignty while reclaiming your sacred pleasure and unapologetic power. There's two live and recorded calls every single month, plus additional practices, meditation, coaching, tools, and rituals on demand in your back pocket, ready to use whenever you desire. Check it out. There's a link below in the show notes. It's only $44 a month. There's no long-term obligation. If it's not for you, no problem. But I know you and your body will absolutely love it. Check it out. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you got a juicy nugget or two, scroll down on whatever app you're listening to and leave a five-star rating and review. I invite you to follow me, join the conversation, the weekly lives, and a lot of other amazing free content in my private Facebook group, Let's Get Your Sexy Back. You can also friend me personally on Facebook, Kim Coffin, and follow me on Instagram at Get Your Sexy Back Coach. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, Don't be shy. Reach out. I'd love to connect with you.